Hello, and welcome to Backhouse Sessions with Dr. Belinda B. and Rena Glover, the show that helps you heal and deal. Today, we're going to talk about attachment in adult friendships and intimate relationships. Hey! Yep, attachment is a psychological concept that explores the emotional bond with another person. So you guys are on a journey with us. And so since we're on a journey, let me share what's happening. Your girl, that's me, Dr. Belinda B. Hey. Got Invisalign yesterday, okay? And so all this plastic in my mouth is causing me to <laughs> lisp and, you know, I really got to concentrate on saying these words and pronouncing <laughs> things. So my prayer today is that you all that are listening love me enough to show me some grace honey okay but I can't pronounce uh, see pronounce certain (laughs) words thank you guys you know understand the journey that I'm on I had to take out this rubber band Invisalign ain't that invisible I want to point that out okay (laughs) like (laughs) they put this like little button thing oh yeah it's like a little braces yeah because I have to connect to the rubber band I have to put at the top and then I really couldn't like laugh. Oh, it's really hardware in there. <laughs> I like, thought it was. I thought yeah. it was just the, the clear stuff. So did I. But I've already paid some payments. Here we so are. We on. We're on. So yes, you got it on the journey, Invisalign journey. Maybe by the time we get to, you know, me having these off, we'll have some video. Yes, and we can see it. Maybe before then. Maybe. Come on, speak it. Okay. Huh. So when we talk about attachment styles, you know, we really only talk about it. When it talks about parenting, mm-hmm. right? How your relationship was with your parents and how that it impacts your future relationships as an adult. Yeah. Romantic, professional, intimate, mm-hmm. right? So, John Bowlby. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you do this. I love when you get super, like, educational on us yes. when you give us <laughs> Bowlby. Yes. What do you say, girl? John Bowlby. Because, okay, I'm just going to put this in there. I appreciate facts. I appreciate research. Because other than that, you're telling me your opinion, which is not based on anything but your own experience Mm -hmm. if nobody got time. Okay? (laughs) Ain't said nothing. I've been there. Do some research and then tell me about it. Right. So, John Give it to us, bulbs. (laughs) (laughs) Not bulbs. Oh, my God. So, John Bowlby's work on attachment theory dates back to the 1950s, right? So based on his theory, attachment styles were identified. So not to get too deep, right? (laughs) But the strange situation was, and that was Ainsworth, right? She had something called the strange situation. Okay. And that's where she put a baby into a room with the parent and the caregiver either left and they looked at how the baby you know, responded Mm -hmm. when the caregiver left and how they responded when the caregiver came back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people who worked in attachment identified that there are different styles based on your interaction with your parent. Okay. So here are some um, styles that were identified. Okay. You have the anxious and preoccupied style. You have the dismissive avoidant style. You have disorganized, fearful avoidant style, and you have, secure. So attachment styles develop early in life and generally they remain stable over time. Mm -hmm. So people with insecure attachment styles might have to put in some intentional effort into resolving 
any attachment disturbances mm. to become securely attached. I know that sounded like fancy, right? Bottom line, it's human nature to seek contact and relationships. We all want love. We want support. We want comfort. And we want to find that in other people, mm-hmm. you know? And so social psychologist Roy Bite, <laughs> I can't say it with my line. Ballmeister. Ballmeister. Thank you, sister. Yes. See, that's, see, this is why you need relationships. Yes. You Come see on. that right okay. here? Yeah. I need you to step in when I was weak. You Stand were strong. Stand by me. <laughs> oh, I got you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. He came up with stuff called the need to belong. And that's one of the main forces that drives people. Yes. Right? All of us. <laughs> so from uh, um, any perspective, cultivating a strong relationship and maintaining them has both survival advantages. Mm-hmm. Like we need relationships to survive. And reproductive advantages, right? Yes. You need a relationship to reproduce, yes. you know, um, healthy, but unhealthy, however that relationship It doesn't comes, matter what type of relationship. It, it, it happens, create right? Create some people. So all of us have a need to belong and we want closeness and intimacy in our lives, right? But, <laughs> but love and relationships are rarely as perfect and problem free yes. as we would like for them Super to complex. be. So online, I got all these quizzes. Okay. If you can take to figure out your attachment style. <laughs> Most people like to say they're secure. I'm securely attached. I thought I was. <laughs> Girl, me too. Like, I'm <laughs> uh-uh. I know. I know I'm good. Like, <laughs> I don't need you. I just need, you know, I, yeah, I'm healthy. Everybody likes to think they're healthy. Okay. Everybody loves to think they're healthy and does not look at <laughs> themselves and the patterns that are created in relationships. Yeah. Because generally speaking, if you lined all your exes mm-hmm. or ex friendships too, you lined them all up mm-hmm. in a line and you ask them what happened, right? What did I do? There will probably be a theme. Oh, uh, yes. In there. Right? Yes. I know I have a theme. And I've, I've been trying to like figure out like, okay, because you have a theme, right? But mm-hmm. then there's also a theme in the people that you keep choosing as Come well. On. And so I, that's where I have been, I guess, in my journey is like, okay, I have been see- noticing a theme, but also a lot of these people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Come you on, see that bro. cursing? Come I'm on. Sorry. I saw it. Uh-huh. I was going to say the N word, but I did it. <laughs> A lot of these. <laughs> Thank you, God. Look at her. So yeah, although so yes, I do. I do come across like I have a. Uh, I, I said there's a, some specific. There are reoccurring themes in my life, but then I'm noticing there's reoccurring ways that the people are responding as well. Mm-hmm. In which, but then I have had relationships in which I don't get those responses in those kind of states. So I'm like, okay, is it me? Is it that? It's probably a mix of right. me and the people that I'm choosing or attracting. Um, and friends and mm. romantic relationships, probably. Choosing and attracting. Okay, so side note, rabbit hole. Okay. Years ago, I was married, right? Uh-huh. And prior to that, I went to a marriage conference. Mm-hmm. And so this woman got got up and said, hey, there's these guys. I'm usually like attract these guys that are this, that, basically undesirable for what she was looking for, mm-hmm. right? And so the guy gets up and says, he said, it's not about what you attract, it's about what you accept. Mm. Right? So what do we choose? Right? If you're a light, moths come to the flame. Everybody like light. Right. Right? And so it's about how we choose people. And those choices that we make are based on our experiences, what's going on inside of us. And a lot of it does have to do with attachment. Yeah. Right? So, question, (laughs) Rena. 
If you notice a pattern of unhealthy and emotionally challenging behaviors in your, say, love life or friendships, uh-huh. right? We talk about friendships. Okay, friendships. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because don't talk about that tangled web that I will. Okay, anyway. Hashtag kind of rules. Please listen to our last podcast and you'll hear about kind of rules. I think we're going to have t-shirts. Hashtag Is this becoming rules. the anyway. Teach Rena Boundaries podcast? Because I'm starting it to feel not, that way. It is not. There's something on the inside that maybe is saying I need to learn boundaries maybe. I'm so, feeling attacked anyway. Hi, hi, everyone that is listening to Back House Sessions. I am not trying to attack my younger sister at all. I am simply bringing up topics of discussion. And the fact no, that we came she up with this before together. Attack and... may point to a deeper need right, right, to, right. Look, um, to look within. But, you know, yeah. that's okay. We're all, this is a show to heal. And, and deal. deal. <laughs> no man likes to put her sexy voice on That's when we right. first intro. That's really the only time I do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I noticed Dylan I do it at the end too. Right, right, so that's it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that cold switching ish. Oh yeah. Oh okay, okay, okay. Let me get back. <laughs> okay, so what yeah. was I saying? He oh. was talking about you choose and okay, like... okay. So we sometimes notice repeating patterns mm-hmm. in our friendships, relationships. Have you ever wondered why you end up in the same situation, even with different people? Mm-hmm. Do you get too clingy or jealous? Do you uh, seem to be more involved in your partner? Maybe you want someone to be with, but as soon as things get a little emotionally intimate, you're mm. like, I'm out. And you back off. Depending on the person, yes, too. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there are four styles, like we talked about. So anxious, disorganized, avoidant, and secure. So the anxious, preoccupied style is the, I knew they were going to leave me mm. style. Right? So these people tend to be more likely to reach out to their friends to seek closeness and validation and struggle being alone. Yes. So their (laughs) self-worth is in their friendships requires constant attention to feel secure and accepted. In romantic relationships, they might look for people to rescue them. Oh, is that me? I don't think that's you. No, I don't think that's you at all. Okay. I think that's you. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you had friendships? Have you been in a place with friendships where you feel like either they require constant attention and validation or you need constant attention and validation? I want constant attention and validation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I, I do want, like, when I have relationships, I, I feel like, when I get into like friendships or anything, I like for it to be very, very close. I'm very close to my mommy. I'm very close to mm-hmm. you. I like mm-hmm. the people that I'm close with when I am close. Mm-hmm. It's a very like, I like to be like that. I do too. And I think it's, for me, it's a sense of security, mm-hmm. right? It's a sense of assurance. It's a sense of consistency, right? And so I I also like to be that way. People with this style, the preoccupied style, um, while they crave that safety and security that we were just talking about mm-hmm. in a relationship, they constantly, they may constantly sabotage it by creating both real and imaginary conflict mm. in a relationship. Okay. Right. So those who exhibit an anxious attachment may be needy, mm-hmm. possessive, controlling, or jealous. They may have a history of tumultuous relationships. So drama. Yes. A whole lot of drama that they make up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
to have something to talk about. Right. And they could have just had the conversation with the person they had the drama right. with. Right. And I think and I think the need comes from I want to know that you're still here, that you're still paying attention. Because what some people who like the intensity, mm-hmm. that intensity sometimes tell people that they're invested. Right. That they yes. are paying attention. Like you care as strongly as I do, mm-hmm. which is not always the case. Some people can care and be calm mm-hmm. and have a conversation. It don't have to be turned up to right. 10. Right. So these kids as a child, they may have developed this attachment style from their parent who was not consistent in their caring. Mm. Um, they were sometimes emotionally unavailable. Sometimes they were nurturing. Um, and so then it caused the child, which is now an adult, to seek an unattainable level of approval. Of security. Right? Yeah. Yes. So that's that one. And they don't necessarily have anything to base it or, or to compare it to. And so right. it's almost a not, uh, um, it's not possible necessarily. Mm-hmm. But because you haven't seen it, you can't even connect those dots gotcha. sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So then there's a dismissive avoidant one. This kind of tagline says, don't get too attached because you'll just be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> we need some sound effects because I have been there. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Like I've gotten burned. Yeah. I've gotten burned in romantic relationships and I've gotten burned in friendships. Mm-hmm. Right. And listen, it, it takes you into survival mode. Yeah. Like I don't want my feelings to be hurt no more. Yeah. I don't want to be crying and sad and all that kind of stuff anymore. So, if I just disconnect, I don't get too attached. I can have somewhat of a surface relationship with people. Uh-huh. It can satisfy whatever I needed to satisfy in that moment. But when it's over, I'm out. You're done. But what I also found <laughs> is that when you got that wall up, just like people can't get in. Nobody can. Yeah. I mean, just like stuff don't get out. No one can, can get in. in. You can't receive. Yeah. You can't receive love. You can't receive affection. You can't give it. We talked not too long thinking, ago. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we talked not too long ago about how when I had a wall up, it was hard for me. I thought I felt secure by not getting attached, right? Yeah. I felt like I'm going to get disappointed. Oh, well, I'm just living. Oh, well, life is good. Mm-hmm. I also realized, though, like, huh, I was this real bubbly, happy, yeah. nothing bothered me type of person. What happened? Mm-hmm. I got burned so much that... I couldn't receive it, but I also stopped giving, giving it. it. Yeah, you but understandably I mean? so. Yeah, but it's good that you noticed it because I remember we were talking. We was at the store, and right. it was like certain stuff. You was like, "Oh, have you? Uh, you hadn't even expressed it to like the people that you were saying were closest to you, right? right. Some of the people that are closest to you." Mm-hmm. And you'd ask me like, "Oh, have you expressed certain things?" And I was like, "Yeah, like that." Nah, nah, nah. And you were like, "Oh, I was like, really? Yeah, like almost taken aback." So it's a it, right. Yeah, it is a. Uh, and since that time, I felt such a freedom. Mm, right amen. even in relationships with my friends mm-hmm. like my friends have been consistent shout out to my to my close my crew yes. right Will the it. tribe um they've been very consistent and i and I've, I've been consistent too but i found that i was really reserved mm-hmm. and the, the missive dismissive avoidant type of uh style attachment style and friendships this person may be reserved Right. May have many acquaintances, but very close Mm. relationships, very Very few few close relationships. Right. They're quick to isolate themselves and do not crave any social interaction. Um, Work and personal projects are put ahead of friendships or Mm. emotional relationships as a way of avoiding true intimacy. Mm. 
I feel like I have a lot of acquaintances like that. Like, I feel like I have a lot of people that I, we, we, I feel like we even should be close. Like, why aren't we closer than we are? But they work a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, but maybe, maybe that's not it, but mm-hmm. it just, that's what came to my mind. I mean, yeah. And it reduces the risk, right? Yeah. You get in a relationship and it gets all intense and entangled. I'm talking about friendships and it goes wrong. Baby, that hurt. That's a lot. Emotionally for sure. And then I got to be sad. And then I got to be off work for a couple of days because it's going to hit me like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. But also, do we not have to do we have to look at maybe it? Well, I guess it. you can't help if it's going to be a lot because mm-hmm. I'm like, does it have to be all of that? Like, you know, if it if it messes up, then we, we could change the way that we look at what that looks like. A disconnection, I think, as well, because for me, it used to have to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, and I emotional. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not as dramatic, and I don't know if that comes with time um, or not. I but think I think with... the, my relationship to disappointment is starting to change. Yes, does that? And you know why? Because I think we grow, and then we learn that other people and our friends are just as human and flawed as we are. Yeah, right. And I think we end up realizing that that person's the person who did us wrong or disappointed us or whatever. That person is 100% responsible for how they feel. Mm -hmm. And that has 0% to do with me. Yeah. Right? When people are going through stuff and they're being mean and nasty and hateful and all those things, it's like, that's their journey. Yeah. And and I'm able to then show you some grace because I'm like, that has to be hard. Yeah. Right? It has to be miserable suffering in the way in which you're suffering. Yeah. Right? And I can be here for you. And I'll hold the pillow, so to speak. If you fall, I'll catch you with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why when people talk about the whole cancel culture, mm-hmm. where I'm like, nah, I mean, I get it. There needs to be boundaries. Yes. Right. Toxicity does not need to rule your life, but there also needs to be a level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And if I can go spiritual real quick in the Bible, it does say in all thy getting, get an understanding, mm. right? You can get wealth, you can get happiness. You can gain a whole lot of material things. You can gain um, negative feelings for people. You can gain, you know, hatred and, all, and bitterness, mm-hmm. but wisdom says to gain understanding. Mm. And what people are going through is just that they're going through it. Right. It's their journey. Not mine, not my monkey, not my circus. However you want to say it. Yeah. Do people have to be canceled for that? No. Can there be boundaries on the relationship? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, back to those that are... Uh, right. We was talking about the avoidant. <laughs> the dismissive avoidant Dismissive, people, yeah. They are able to emotionally disconnect from their feelings. So they may commonly say stuff like, I don't care. Right? Mm. Like, mm, it don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. <laughs> they may portray a high self-esteem and be like... Low-key narcissistic, right? Mm-hmm. But it's generally a defense mechanism. So, uh, and it's a defense mechanism uh, against their feelings of um, fragility, right? They're fragile oh, yeah. on the inside. So I, I've been there too with friendships. Then you got the fearful avoidant. That's the come here, no, go away. Come <laughs> here, never mind, go away. Ah, uh, okay. I want you close by, kind of borderline Oh my God, what are you doing here? Like... <laughs> here all day but you said you asked me to come here (laughs) right so this one is um usually created from a negative view of the self and the world around them Mm. right and so people who exhibit the the fearful avoidant attachment style both crave and resist relationships (laughs) they find themselves 
frequently bouncing between the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows in both relationships, romantic relationships, Mm -hmm. and friendships. Mm. So they fear being isolated from others, but they also push people away and are inherently suspicious. They start Mm -hmm. fights, create conflict, but they also fear rejection. They have few close friends. They may experience emotional storms or be unpredictable Mm. in their moods. Mm. People uh, came to mind. I don't, I'm still trying to... Me too! We ain't trying Ooh, to share we, no name. Yeah, no, no. People came to mind. I was trying... Because at first I was like, Jesus. is that me? Because I know I'm good for somebody to, you know... Once you get here, like, oh, you could go, honestly. But... <laughs> <laughs> if not I'm, all is cracked up to me. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So yeah, that's... I like, okay. What's that one called? Again? That's called the uh, fearful avoidant type. Okay. Fearful avoidant. Yeah. These are people... I don't necessarily like to kick it with if I'm just being all honest and yeah. transparent. What I are do. you uh, scared? Of? What are you afraid of? These are not the people in my circle. Well, obviously, there are things that they're afraid of. But yeah, you got to get yeah. past that in order to come up here. Okay. And, see, and here's the thing about being a therapist. Now, I do vibe with a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I'm off, I'm off. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with your moods and your conflicts and you creating emotional storms. Don't nobody got time with that. Yeah. Can we just go eat, drink some wine? Right. Go to a little pasta place. There's this nice pasta place. <laughs> they like... <laughs> Made pasta fresh. Like it's always drama. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. We always got to talk about somebody else and what they doing and yeah. what they said and what they were. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, but they need but love too. A hundred percent. They a hundred percent need love. The most and they actually. Get it. Right. Right. So this child, this person as a child uh, may have had challenging life experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times they had an abusive parent. Okay. Right. So the key emotion here in that child is fear. So when they seek comfort, they may have reached out to a hostile or emotionally distant parent. And that parent was unable to soothe them or Mm. meet their needs. So as a result of that, it increases anxiety for the child and it leads to emotional confusion. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. And then we have secure. Okay, we all think we, you know, Uh, we all think we 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 all are. (laughs) And the tagline for this one is we're a team. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So children who form secure attachments with their parents. um, I'm sorry. Children who form attachments, a secure attachment with their parent, see their parents as safe. Okay. Right. Their parents are always there. They can count on them uh, to be there. So like you can go explore the world and still come back and know that your mom or dad. Okay. It's going to be there. Right. Um, A securely attached partner. So in adults. Is quick to comfort an upset partner or ask for comfort, right? So I think for me, I am a very like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? We want to talk about it. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Well, you know, let's let's go through this. Let's dig down, right? So for me, I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds. I want to date you, Lynn. That sounds fun. Thank you. (laughs) See, it is. You know what? I just wanted to. But see what happened. But then you create a dynamic. That's a dynamic of like. Is this about friendships or relationships? I know. Oh God, well, we can get like, into it. So I'm just saying. What do you like, want to say? <laughs> so part of it is like, if you do date me, right, you are going to get all this comfort and attention and affection. And sometimes I've been told, because I like to give feedback. Mm-hmm. I've been told it's a lot. It's oh. an overwhelmingly sense of too much like good. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, I've heard it. They too much it. good. Like it's too happy. Girl. It's too positive. It's too. I'm not even making this up. <laughs> I know y'all were like, hater, 
Haters will say it's Photoshop. <laughs> Haters always go hate. I am. Okay, I believe you. Go ahead. What they be saying? <laughs> what they be saying? They said, Belinda, true. sometimes you're too great. Did any um, one of I my exes want to call in? Guys, who's <laughs> chiming right now? And tell them what you told me. You could but also anyway. leave us some um, emails at, you know, back. <laughs> you can. <laughs> back House Sessions Podcast. We'd love your feedback at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> Don't get real slick. I'm not reading everything I'm upset. <laughs> you send it to the, I, I, I read that email. You, okay. You, so no, let me say it like this. Go it's ahead. a lot of no. giving. Mm-hmm. A lot of giving. But. You don't get get it back. Okay. So I heard this quote one time that I think relates to me in mm-hmm. relationships a lot. Is in every relationship, there's a gardener and there's a flower. The gardener tends to do most of the work while the flower gets poured into and they grow. Mm. You're not growing. You're becoming more tired. I'm generally the gardener. Mm. I am generally the person that is going to pour into you and see what you need and try to make sure you get your emotional needs met. And sometimes people come comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. Right. To be but that's flowered. a dynamic I created. Yeah. How can I be mad at you for creating that dynamic? Right. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you could also be like, hey, Lynn, Lynn, that's a lot. Right. Chill out. Right. I do want to think I'm secure. <laughs> my mama was there for me and my yes, daddy's. Come on. Okay. But okay. So in this, in a secure um, type of attachment, they show love by reaching out to others. But they also draw and respect reasonable boundaries. Mm. Right? So if you say, I don't want to talk right now, your friends understand. Yeah. Are So, okay. Are these uh, attachments, are they only based on, um, on, your, on your parents? Or can these be created throughout life? Because I think, because like you were saying, like, at one point you were bubbly and all those things like, so, it, you know, so there are, you had an avoidant aspect to your attachment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that wasn't created through, through mm-hmm. childhood and right. was kind of created through their, your experiences. Yes. And so I do like, okay, yeah, my parents were, were pretty good. Um, but I, I do identify with a few of them other ones just mm-hmm. based off of different experiences that I've had in my life or just like the people that I was with that I was attaching to in a weird way too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I know my first relationship was a lot of weird attachment happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all got to see Javel over here laughing. This is why we keep pausing. (laughs) Okay. Can the attachment change? It's relatively stable over time. Okay. Honestly, I think that. So if you have a, a good attachment, no matter what's going on in your life, eventually you'll get back to that, that attachment style again. Right. So people that are, have a secure attachment, right? They respect boundaries and they have boundaries. They tend to open up and be more honest, right? You can be an introvert and an extrovert or an extrovert and still be secure, Right. These people have a positive view of themselves as well as others. So even if stuff happens, those are your situations that happen. But yeah, foundationally, you do have an attachment. You do seek to love. You do seek relationship. You do care about what other people are doing and experiencing. So do I think over because here, let's go drop a stat. Mm -hmm. Right. The largest population of people are secure. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have thought that. Yes. Over half of the population, 58% are classified as secure. So yes, I can say that I think (laughs) I have a secure attachment. I know I do. Okay. You know what I mean? But so how do you, if, so if you didn't, because everybody is not blessed, uh, you know, or like doesn't have like these ideal situations. So 
when you do come from something that's more broken or something that's a little bit more not in the black or white, the gray area, as we mm-hmm. like to say, um, how do you how do you get over that? Like, that's a great question. Um, so I think that people who feel secure as children, mm-hmm. you know, tend to feel more secure in their romantic relationships and in their friendships. Right. Yeah. Um, but that relationship that's in that's formed internally or that model that's created as a child um, continues to be revised and it continues to be updated as we experience life. Right. Okay. So adult attachment is then mediated by your personal relationships throughout life. So peers and romantic partners eventually take over the role of your primary attachment figure. Okay. So your man or your best friend kind of take over the role that mommy did, for example. Right. Okay. Um, and it can influence how much, you know, interactions impact, you know, um, attachment. So for example, if you get with a cruel partner, okay. Right. Or you experience persistent bullying, right. Or you have a super bad breakup, right. That can cause a person with a secure attachment to become insecure or anxiously attached Right. Yeah. Or it can cause you to become avoidant too. So I have, so while I think I'm secure, I have been because I've been betrayed. Mm -hmm. Right. I've been lied to. Mm -hmm. I've been cheated on. I've been, you know, people try to manipulate, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Gaslight, all those things. Of course it makes me anxious. It makes me want to avoid. It makes me defensive. And I have become insecure in relationships. Right. Yeah. So just like somebody who you can be with somebody that's secure and they can kind of bring you up to a level of feeling secure in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The same way goes. If somebody is insecure, insecure, they can end up making you feel that way as well. So change can happen, but it usually takes time. And it sounds like the change can only happen based off of you. You have to create that change. You have to decide that these people are right for you in order to change the the way that the your attachment style has been made because that's what i'm saying like if i have been if i have not really if if i had bad experiences with love and Mm -hmm. even in as i've grown Mm -hmm. and as i've got becoming an adult Mm -hmm. like those experiences are continuing to mirroring mirror themselves um i guess i just need to look at the people that i continue to be around or the problems are spawning and trying to how how do you but how if you're used to a a not close connect uh, attachment how do you change it so that you can get closer or i think consistency is key okay right so i've had a friendship before um and we're still friends like where she would hear me on the phone with mommy Mm -hmm. right and this is when i lived far away and i would Talk to my mom, oh my God, five times a day. <laughs> and every time we talked on the phone, it was, I love you. I love you too. She thought that was the weirdest thing. A hundred percent. She was like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, who well, says I love you? Uh-huh. Like to their mom when they got the phone. Like that wasn't her experience, mm-hmm. right? Her experience was that her mom was unavailable for several different reasons growing up. Mm-hmm. And so she never got that. And I, because my mom, I'm a I love you person. So with my friend, I was, I love you, I love you, I love you all the time to her too. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's weird. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. But over time, because I kept saying, guess what? I love you. Oh my God, you're so fantastic. You are so smart at, you know, whatever. And that was just natural for me to do. Yeah. She started to accept it. Okay. It started to become like, oh, and then she starts saying, I love you back. Right. It took time. It takes time. Yeah. It take, because for her, it was like, huh? 
It was yeah. off-putting. It was like, you know, it had something that she hadn't experienced. It was, you know, in an area that was different for her. Yeah. And in her, that's not how love was shown in her family. Yeah. You and time can it. mean years. Years. Just for, for people that's like on here, like I know, and, and I'm speaking to myself too, like it, it takes, it takes stuff like this, like this deeply embedded stuff, like in the roots and stuff, it takes time to be able to fix it. And I think sometimes we, we talk about these things and we see it on whatever, um, online or whatever. And it feels like, okay, after a few months, I should have a hold on it. Like, no, it takes a lot, a of, lot time. of time. A lot. So be kind to yourself. Uh, if if your yeah, if your attachment style isn't where you would like for it to be, um, because I have talked to people and they their attachment styles are certain ways and they like that. That's how they survive. That's what they Mm -hmm. do. This is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need no secure attachment. I want to be a different. You know, I want to be attached differently. But so you have to choose that for yourself. But also, if it's not quite where you want to be, like make sure that you're okay. Like you can. It's okay. It's a it's a process. And yeah, and there's an ideal that says like. Hey, you've been surviving so long. Sometimes we do have to take a moment to see that, hey, this skill was good for survival. Is it good for maintaining healthy, thriving relationships? For growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things can help you maintain, but does it help you to grow? Does yes. it help you to... Come on with the word, huh, you, know, you know, she comes through every once in a while. <laughs> she in here. You know, huh. I've heard that. <laughs> so, yes, that's attachment styles. Okay. All right. Yeah. So... That was a different talk. You know, we, look, we started off, we thought we were going to talk about something different, but this is good. Yeah, we, yeah, we thought we was going to talk about friendships mostly, but this is good. This is a good intro to this. I think yes. we do need to talk about friendships um, as well. 100%. Because that is a huge part of what, of what we, of our lives. Yeah, who we are. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, great. I think that's an awesome place to, to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for coming to Backhouse Sessions. Yes. I've mentioned it before. Um, if you if you have any questions for us, um, please email us at backhousesessionspodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. And follow us. You can follow us on Instagram and yes. on Facebook. Oh, yeah. You're right, girl, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> um, if you are on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, please follow us. Subscribe. If you really enjoy this, we would really appreciate if you would comment, make comments and reviews yes, yes. on our podcast. What's really working. Um, if things aren't working, we prefer you just email that to us. But if you have really positive things to say, <laughs> if you have really That's positive hilarious. things to say, please um, rate, subscribe us um, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and all that good stuff if you can. Follow us on Backhouse Sessions Podcast um, on Instagram and on Facebook. We don't have a Twitter yet. I don't know if we're going to get that. Um, but yeah, please stay in touch with us. Um, yes. And happy Wednesday. We know it's hump day. So yes. we pray that your day was great and that you have a great rest of the week. All righty. Bye you guys. Later.